Welcome to the Voice Tech Podcast. Join me, Carl Robinson, in conversation with the world's leading voice technology experts. Discover the latest products, tools, and techniques, and learn to build the voice apps of the future. And one of the concerns about these always-on, always-listening devices is that, are they surveillance devices? Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Voice Tech Podcast. My name's Carl Robinson, and this is episode 48, Voice and Chatbots in Healthcare. Now, today's episode was recorded on the 17th of September, 2019. It's my conversation with Nathan Trelaw, the co-founder and president of Orbiter. Now, Orbiter, as you may know, provides software to improve patient engagement in digital healthcare through voice-first and conversational AI solutions. So it's a really exciting conversation I've got for you today. It's the first time I think we've talked about healthcare in, in detail on, on the show. It's an in-depth conversation. First of all, we, we cover what the current state of voice and chatbots is in healthcare today. And then we discuss some of the many ways that voice can actually improve the quality of healthcare delivery. Uh, this includes remote patient engagement, clinical trials, customer service, and there's many, many more examples that Nathan gives us, uh, including some of the case studies that Orbiter have, uh, have worked with, uh, with various industry uh, clients. We talk about why voice is superior to other interactions, and then dive into some of the uh, Orbiter product features. Now, there's a full suite of products uh, offered by Orbiter. They've got a 24-7 virtual assistant. Uh, they've got voice-driven knowledge engine, a uh, drag-and-drop visual editor to actually create these conversational flows, a wireframe uh, prototyping tool, uh, and much, much more besides. So we're going to talk about all of that. And then we dive into the security and privacy questions, really important topic, obviously, whenever you're talking about health. Talk about the difference between security and privacy. Talk about HIPAA and why HIPAA compliance is so critical in the USA and the fact that Amazon Alexa is now HIPAA compliant. Can we trust big tech uh, voice platforms with our health data and other big questions uh, come up in the discussion? So stay tuned for that. I want to say a huge thanks to our new written word sponsor, ReadSpeaker. ReadSpeaker were founded in 1999 and have since become one of the leading B2B text-to-speech companies worldwide with over 10,000 customers in many different verticals. They develop branded custom voices for household names, big brands around the world, and they've got more than 90 high-quality custom text-to-speech voices in over 30 languages for you to use. Their products include uh, cloud production and on-premise solutions for things like IVRs, conversational systems, voice assistants, uh, automotive, robotics, public announcement systems, learning platforms, and much more. And they've also got um, a, a system that speech enables websites. Uh, they were, in fact, the first ones to create that back in 1999. So if that sounds like something of interest to you, go and check it out. It's uh, readspeaker.com. So have you been asking yourself what your company should be doing with voice? You worried about missing the boat? Well, if so, you need to be at Project Voice. Project Voice is a five-day mega conference taking place in Chattanooga, Tennessee, from Monday, January the 13th to Friday, January the 17th next year, which is, incidentally, the week after CES. We're very proud to announce that Project Voice has chosen to sponsor the Voice Tech podcast. It really is an impressive event uh, produced by Bradley Metrock, CEO of Score Publishing and host of This Week in Voice podcast. Uh, it's billed as the number one event for Voice Tech AI in America. Uh, it really is an uh, impressive lineup of, uh, of sponsors there. Amazon, Google, Samsung, Microsoft, Mercedes-Benz, Mayo Clinic, many, many more listed. Um, and it's unique because uh, all the major ecosystems are presented side by side. Uh, in fact, the, the event is structured so that on the Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, uh, each of the days have uh, an emphasis on a different ecosystem. 
There are, of course, a huge number of speakers uh, presenting in different breakout tracks on marketing, healthcare, storytelling, smart home, education, and much, much more. So a huge amount to learn, uh, as well as workshops to take part in, social activities, even a gala event. Um, the full program can be found at projectvoice.ai. Uh, anyone who's anyone in the world of voice is going to be there, of course. Um, to give you an idea of the scale of the event, uh, it's more than 3,000 um, attendees. Um, Mercedes-Benz are bringing a voice-enabled car for you to have a play with. Um, Chattanooga as well. Uh, it's not a place that I've visited before, but it sounds like it's definitely worth a visit. It's a really good tech scene, apparently. Uh, very near Nashville and Atlanta. And uh, the best news is everything is much cheaper than New York or San Francisco, so you can save a few pennies. Um, talking of money, um, Bradley has sorted us out with an amazing discount code, a special one for Voice Tech Podcast listeners, actually, uh, in order to encourage people from Europe to, to make the trip to the States. Uh, never mind 20% like the other codes going around. You can get 30% off the ticket price with this with this code, Voice Tech Carl. So if you go to projectvoice.ai, use the code Voice Tech Carl, you get 30% off all the tickets that you get. Uh, which is an amazing deal. Uh, you should definitely consider going to this event if there's one event on your calendar uh, in 2020. Um, thanks once again to Project Voice for its support of independent media. Uh, if you'd like to sponsor the show, um, you can find all the details at voicetechpodcast.com slash sponsor. Just a quick reminder that full episodes of the Voice Tech Podcast are now only available for free for a limited time after release. You can get all the full episodes at voicetechpodcast.com slash pro. By becoming a Voice Tech Pro, you not only unlock access to the entire back catalogue of episodes, but you also get exclusive content made just for Voice Tech Pros and get to hear the episodes weeks before everyone else. Voice Tech Pros also get episodes with bonus questions, no ads, and high quality sound. And best of all, you get that warm fuzzy feeling that you're supporting the show, helping to ensure that I can keep producing episodes like this one. So in a nutshell, if you want to keep the podcast alive, get more content, get higher quality content and get it before everyone else, open your web browser and visit voicetechpodcast.com slash pro. I'm very pleased to be joined on the line with Nathan Trelaw, the co-founder and president of Orbiter. Based in Boston, Massachusetts in the USA, Orbiter provides software to improve patient engagement in digital healthcare through voice-first and conversational AI solutions. Nathan's also a respected expert and frequent speaker on consumer and business trends in voice and conversational user interfaces in healthcare, as well as search, text and data mining, content management, and knowledge management. And he's advised hundreds of the world's largest companies and government agencies on their applications. Previously, Nathan held uh, key executive positions at FastSearch, Microsoft, Ramp, and Ektron. Nathan, welcome to the show. Thank you, Carl. Happy to be here. Yeah, it's going to be a really interesting conversation. Voice in healthcare is the topic. The first one I've had on the show, actually, on, on this subject, surprising enough, but one that I've had some experience professionally. I've worked in a, a number of companies on health and IT projects. So it's really a, it's a topic of interest of mine, interested, uh, keen to get into it. Um, before we dive into the, the Orbiter product suite, because I know you've got a, a number of products over there, a number of benefits that we can talk about. Let's talk about the, the industry, first of all. Keen to know what the, what's the current state of voice and chatbots in the healthcare industry today? Well, um, it's certainly uh, reached a, a new level of interest and awareness, mainly driven by the advance of these new smart speakers like Amazon Alexa and uh, powered devices. Mm -hmm. They generally fall into two categories, voice technology and 
one that many people in the healthcare industry may be experienced with, which are more physician or clinician-facing dictation tools. There's quite a lot of interest in applications for improving efficiency of clinicians who increasingly are spending a lot of their time doing data entry. So the idea that a voice-assistive device can support dictation, note capture, and take a burden off of physicians is a, a general category of use cases of great interest. These things that they're dictating, just to clarify my, my understanding, I've got the, the image of what we see on TV. They're, they're taking notes and, and they're passing them off to, to their assistants to, to type up or to, to take further action. Is, is that what they're doing? Or are they, are they, these days, are they filling out electronic medical records with these dictation apps? What, what are they doing? Well, they're, uh, they're evolving. The use case you described, which is really just note-taking, has been around mm-hmm. for quite a while. Companies like Nuance, uh, based out here in the Boston area, is one of the, the big players in that space, have been quite successful in delivering solutions for clinicians that are really about note-taking. Uh, next step, of course, is to be able to take those notes, add some structure to it, and be able to put that content into more structured forms. Uh, so it's one thing to be able to record a general note about a patient visit. It's another thing to record a prescription or a diagnosis or right. you know, that sort of thing. So the intelligence of these virtual systems for clinical applications has improved greatly. So the, uh, Nuance, in fact, has been promoting of late a virtual assistant that's almost an ambient virtual assistant, which listens in on the conversation between the doctor and the patient and can support the doctor with note-taking, recording pieces of information in a more structural fashion, and uh, at some point even interjecting and offering suggestions through the course of the conversation, almost like uh, having a, an aide in the room or a, a nurse assistant in the room. Wow, is that right? Okay, so things have really evolved from uh, simple recording some notes on a, on a cassette. Yeah, they've evolved, though I, I think the technology in this case in some ways is ahead of the use cases, its applications. Um, the technology for voice recognition has improved dramatically. That's one of the other evolutions. It's a combination of better performing technology and software, better machine learning algorithms for speech recognition, cloud computing, just general processing computing strength has resulted in higher accuracy of speech recognition, the core technology that's required for all this to work. So that, even just in the last five years, has improved dramatically and has resulted in a boom in the use of voice-assisted technologies. Absolutely, absolutely. And this is what, what we're seeing uh, yeah, in, in every industry, really. That You said that the tech was ahead of the, the use cases. Could you dig into that a little bit more? I mean, is that because it's very difficult to create change in these in these big and uh, entrenched uh, organizations like hospitals and, and, and doctor surgeries, et cetera, people with a lot of tradition in the way they do things. Yeah, that's certainly a big part of it, Carl. I think um, the other reality is that the applications of these virtual assistants in a healthcare setting demand content experiences that are optimized for it. And it's just uh, to paraphrase that kind of obtuse phrase, just like any other digital experience, the content informs how these voice and virtual assistants work. So um, it's one thing for it to just record information, but if it's going to say, if the physician or clinician says, record this medication, the ability for the virtual assistant to recognize what the physician is saying, that technology is there, but handling mm-hmm. the peculiarities of, say, some drug name requires uh, a healthcare overlay 
for mm. recognizing all the strange drug names. And um, that's what we do at Orbit, among other things, is make sure that these virtual assistants are optimized for healthcare use cases. But I think if I would put it into a category, I said the bigger part of it is the ability for these large and entrenched organizations to move to these new technologies. The third thing that is slowing it down is uh, appropriate concerns about privacy and security. If you have an always on, always listening virtual assistant, the question is, how do you ensure that that virtual assistant that's always on and always listening and always available mm -hmm. isn't pick, picking up on other things that might be said in, in the uh, clinical setting? So in shared spaces in particular, it's one thing to have it in a, um, an exam room where just the, the physician and the patient are. It's another thing to have it in a place where it might be a shared space or there might be other information that it picks up on. And while these concerns are appropriate, they are kind of vague and there's somewhat of a precedence for it in the sense that people do walk around with cell phones, which can mm -hmm. also capture information. But that is a concern. In the, with the healthcare organizations we work with, their compliance and security departments are quite cautious and uh, appropriately so. They are really making sure that they've checked all the boxes with respect to these new technologies. Right. I can imagine there are there are quite significant penalties for for not uh, adhering to those kind of standards. And also, there's a huge brand risk as well if you if you become known just through one one incident of patient information getting out. And that yeah, has a breach, right? Yeah, a in the breach, US, yeah. U.S. it's a HIPAA uh, regulations mm -hmm. that uh, bring the that are there, and it's no less uh, stringent in other parts of the world. So um, those are the obstacles to adoption in clinical settings. But right. the other category of use cases is patient-facing virtual assistants, and that's where we play. We're more on the patient-facing side, applications for patient engagement, patient education, communication, care coordination, all these uh, patient enablement type of use cases. So the most the simplest example and the one that people gravitated to earliest when the Amazon Alexa-powered devices came out on the market was just simple educational experiences. Right. You know, Mayo Clinic, a good partner of ours, they developed a Alexa skill, which is a voice application available over these Alexa-powered devices like an Amazon Echo that can answer basic questions. In this case, basic questions about first aid. So how do I treat a sunburn? What do I do if I get bit by a spider? You know, things like that. In those cases, those very first instances of consumer-facing voice applications were geared towards the educational uh, scenarios and often simply just branding and for some of these healthcare organizations. Right. I was gonna, the, I was yeah, gonna say it's, it's about their chance to put their dip their toe in the water. They don't expect to solve all their problems, but they just want to yeah. get off the starting blocks and uh, and have that's a present. Right. Yeah. And um, and so that that's happened and as continues to happen, there's quite a bit of interest in tapping what amounts to a new digital marketing channel. So many of these healthcare organizations have websites, some of them have mobile apps for their patients, and they look at smart speakers and voices. I'm afraid that's the end of this episode's free preview. That's right, full episodes of the Voice Tech Podcast are only available for a limited period of time after their release. The full one-hour episode is available to Voicetech Pro subscribers, along with all the other episodes we've produced. Go to voicetechpodcast.com slash pro, where for just a few dollars a month, 
you can become a VoiceTech Pro and receive a range of exclusive benefits. VoiceTech Pros get more content each month. You unlock access to the entire catalog of full-length episodes, including this episode. You can enjoy extra content, such as exclusive interviews just for VoiceTech Pro subscribers, plus bonus questions in the main interviews. And you also get to hear episodes sooner than everyone else, weeks ahead of their public release, in fact. VoiceTech Pros also get a special role in our online community, higher quality episodes with no ads and studio quality sound, and a chance to support the show and ensure we keep on producing more great episodes like this one. So please go to voicetechpodcast.com slash pro and become a VoiceTech Pro today.